Ferraris, Lamborghinis, Rolexes, all the things that we think success is, that we think stand for money and power. Warren Buffett, 73 billion. That's the mic dropper on any of these little things that might look like success. This is an incredible philanthropist, a man who gives back, changes, and helps shape the world. And this is a guy who I've actually watched pretty much every single interview. I have read thousands of pages of text. If there's something in a book or on the internet that has to do with Warren Buffett or Berkshire Hathaway, his company, or his investments, I probably know a little something about it because I'm a huge Warren Buffett fanboy. Let me tell you a little story. I was in a a very bad financial place in my life. I didn't know what I was doing with my money. I didn't know how to save. I wasn't in bad debt, but I certainly didn't know how to make more money with my money. And we're going back years. I decided, who do I need to look for as a guidance? Who can I reach out to? Who could be a possible mentor figure for me? And I chose Warren Buffett. This man is known as the Oracle of Omaha. He's undeniably the world's top investor and has single-handedly changed the financial currents many times. I'm also lucky enough to have a letter from Warren Buffett on my wall. My first stock purchase was Berkshire Hathaway shares, his company. Real quick, if you've never heard the name Berkshire Hathaway, this is Warren Buffett's company. It owns Geico for one. You've probably heard of Geico. And to pull from Geico here in just 15 minutes in this podcast episode, you're going to save a lot of money, probably earn a lot of money too if you listen to it all the way through, because I'm going to give you his seven rules for success and I'm going to have it resonate with you. I chose these rules. These rules resonate with me. These are the rules that I have selected to give you over all my readings and studying of Warren Buffett. I'm not going to get too technical here and dive into shares and stocks trading. I'm going to give you the overarching rules for this success, which I think are much more important because when it comes down to trading, trading stocks, any financial information, it's all person to person. So I invite you to roll through all the way to the end of this episode. This episode is going to be a game changer. There's no doubt in my mind. So let me jump in here and kick off with rule number one. This is a very, very important rule. Warren Buffett explains that most people never find their passion. Rule one is find your passion. He explains that a lot of people out here trying to get two of X, meaning more money, and they want 10 times the money. They think that money is going to make them happier. They think that money is going to give them this huge variable difference. The reality is two of X is not going to make you any happier than one of X. Now, I'll agree. I've chased finances. I've chased money for a very long time. It's important to have security and a baseline. And we'll talk about that in the later rules. But it's infinitely more important to find a passion, something that moves you and drives you. Because without that, you're never going to be able to propel forward. Without that, you're never going to be able to put 12-hour, 15-hour days into a project. If it's just about X, if it's just about getting more money, you're never really going to feel completely fulfilled or happy. In fact, if all you're doing is chasing money, you're probably not going to get it because somebody in the career field that you're going for is probably going to smoke you because they have more passion. So rule one, got to kick off with find your passion. Now let's get a little more technical here for rule number two. This one, operate in your circle of confidence. He's basically saying that he uses his strengths. Warren Buffett is very good about emphasizing and using his strengths. This is something that is a big downfall in many, many people out here. We're taught by the education system that we should know a little bit about everything. We're taught that we need to you know, know about math. We need to know about English. But Warren Buffett will tell you, and this is evidence in how he operates his business, he will stay in the circle 
circle of facts that he realizes, his strength zone, his sector. We should not be out here diversifying. I'm all for building up weaknesses. You know, if you have something that is a detrimental weakness, for example, empathy was very weak with me for a lot of years. So I had to beef that up by reading and learning about empathy, you know, better understand prospects and clients. And I had to build that up because it was negatively affecting me. I had negative equity in that zone. But one of my strengths is speaking. So I want to continue to hammer and operate in things that I speak. Live feeds. I'm ready to do more live feeds. If you're not that good at live feeds and you're better at writing, you should probably not try to go out there and really beef up the ability to do live feeds. You should probably stick to writing. And too many people just do not practice that. They try to operate out of their strength, out of their ring of confidence, and they get absolutely beaten down by somebody that comes along and has that as their strength. And this works in all aspects. Some of us are probably faster than others. Some of us are just genetically inclined to be better basketball players, better football players. Maybe you're a better baseball player. Well, whichever one you're better at, whichever one that fits the mold better, you're probably going to want to play that sport more and you're probably going to want to emphasize those strengths more. So it's important to operate in that strength zone. Number three, read, read, read. Warren Buffett reads five to six hours a day, even still. And there are people out here that do not read. They go and watch a YouTube video or they go and browse a table of contents. And then they're very happy to tell you how they just read this book when all they did was pull through the table of contents. I'm going to give you a very powerful tactic when it comes to reading. Look at the two opposites. You got one person that reads the table of contents and then will tell you, oh, I read this book when nothing happened. They they didn't really get anything out of it. And then you take another reader, somebody who reads every single word because they believe in order to conquer a book they have to read every word they're both wrong let me give you a really really easy way to read faster better and help you absorb knowledge because ultimately when it comes to reading what I want to do is absorb knowledge I'm not pleasure reading out here I read a lot of high-end finance books a lot of the books I read have a lot of numbers in it so what do I need to do is get that information into my head so I can better prepare myself it's like brain lifting and when I go to read there's a key underlining word you probably write this down on a piece of paper. You need this to resonate with you. What is happening should resonate with you. How much are you getting from this podcast, for example? I'm trying to break it down and explain these tips in a very easy way to follow, and it should resonate. You should say, oh, damn, you know what? That last point, I was operating outside of my strength zone. Yep, Ryan was right. He's telling me what Warren Buffett says here about strength zones and confidence, and I've operated outside of that circle. If you can think of a moment and put that moment in your head of a time when you actually operated out of your circle and you know fell victim to trying to work one of your weaknesses and got beat then that story is going to resonate with you that key that you just learned is going to resonate with you you don't need a full book breaking that down for you but you do need to be reading you do need to be taking in knowledge having things resonate with you let me give you a direct mathematic example if you take 52 books if you read one book per week give yourself a chance to allow one book a week to get into your head that is 52 books per year. Let's say you're a salesman and you want to be the top salesman at your firm. You're reading 52 sales books. You read a lot of Brian Tracy. You read a book from Oren Claff. Get different concepts. Practice these things. Read, read, read. Imagine how much of a crusher salesman you're going to be in just the next year. You got people out here that don't read any books. It goes with all elements. My dad likes to play poker. I got him one of the best poker books on the market. It made him a better poker player. It was called Kill Everything. No matter what field you're in or if you don't care about getting money and you want to just beef up a skill, you should definitely be reading. Rule number four, have a margin of safety. 
Warren Buffett explains, you do not drive a truck that weighs 9,000 pounds across a bridge that has a limit of 10,000 pounds. If you see something like that, you're going to go down the road and find a bridge that says 20,000 pounds and you're going to drive over that. Let me tell you how this relates. How many people are operating with debt? How many people have actual financial debt and they're out here trying to get ahead? I can think of a few people. Have you been to college? Do you have a school loan? I had a school loan. Yeah, I was operating in debt. I had no margin of safety. The system owned me. They had me. I was a complete slave to the system, the modern system that puts us in debt, operating nowhere from safety. Basically, what Warren Buffett is saying here, you want to always think about the downside. What could happen? If I lose everything, is this going to wipe me out? Don't risk it all. Yes, risk is reward. That's true. The big the risk, the bigger the reward is going to be. But you have to think about your margin of security. This is very important. I see a lot of entrepreneur coaches, a lot of performance coaches that don't really stress this. Why don't they stress this? Because they're going to try to make money off their prospects. So they're not going to tell you, hey, guard yourself here. Watch out. Look out for this. And what I want to give you right now from my own personal experience and other pro top level investors like Carl Icahn, they always try to look at the downside of every deal. If you're not making deals and you haven't gotten that far and you don't have $200,000, $400,000 in your bank account, don't sweat that because you can start this now. You can start this with your first $100. Think about the money going out. Think about the purchase. What is the upside and what is the downside? What these pro investors will do, they will have four potential downside victories. They will take five investments at a time, four of which they have a high likelihood to win, one of which is very risky. If they lose on one end, they still got four ends where they're succeeding. So you have to monitor and watch out for your downside because that's your defense. Rule number five, probably my favorite rule actually, this one is have a competitive advantage. We're going to go back and we're going to talk about the strength. You should always look towards your strength to see what you're best at. And then any market, any career path you go into, any place that you wish to achieve success, you should ask yourself. You should look in the mirror and say, what is my competitive advantage? This goes down to a skill or something that you've built up that you have that the other competitors most likely will not have. In fitness, do you have ripped abs? Okay, that could be a competitive advantage. Are you smart? Are you good looking? Do you speak better? What is your competitive advantage? A lot of people out here cultivate multiple competitive advantages. I attempt to have at least three competitive advantages over my top leading competitors in any field that I go into. And it doesn't have to be money. But yes, money could be a competitive advantage. If you go into a market where somebody has a $10,000 weekly budget and you roll through with a $20,000 weekly budget, you've got a great competitive advantage. So you always have to pocket a competitive advantage. Warren Buffett understands this. He explains that we live in a capitalist economy. People want to come in and take your castle always. If you own a restaurant and you have great chefs, people are going to try to outdo the chefs. People are going to try to undercut your menu. They're going to try to offer better deals, offer better parking. And trust me, this works in the job field too. If you're trying to get a job, people are always going to try to one-up you in one way or another. But one thing that you have to look at here is look at your strengths and develop a competitive advantage. Something that most likely nine out of 10 times you can beat your competitor on. And the biggest thing to remember about your competitive advantage is that it should be durable. This should be something 
that will stand the test of time, not some flashbang trend. This should be something that you've definitely build that skill up so hard that this will take you over the years. The next rule for success is have personality. I'm going to tell you right now to go and check out a Warren Buffett interview. doesn't matter which one. I think they're all great. You will find many great speeches on YouTube. Watch. The guy will laugh. The guy has great personality. Tens of billions of dollars. Lot of worry. Lot of impact. Lot of jobs. Lot of responsibility under this man's crown. Heavy lies the crown, right? He is the king, Berkshire Hathaway. Yet, he will crack jokes all the time. He will laugh. He has a lot of personality, which when you get people that are reading a lot, you get people that are constantly consuming and taking in knowledge, no finances, they forget about social intelligence. They forget to groom a personality. Remember, you need other people. You need to build your social skills. If you don't have good prudence or social skills, I recommend going and picking up How to Win Friends and Influence People. That book helped me a lot. And if you think you've got great social skills, there's probably a chance you don't. Trust me when I tell you, people won't tell you. If you have an issue or you have a bad personality or there's some traits, some little things that are flagging other people, you might not even know this. I have many friends, many people that were in my old circle that the second they left a room, everybody wants to talk about them. They're so annoying. They're super arrogant, things like that. And that's because they have no concept of social intelligence. There are a lot of people out here that are completely oblivious to their own social mistakes. They just don't know it. And no matter how good at social aspects you are. You could be Ben Franklin. You should always be looking to know more and develop yourself in that category specifically, especially because we are in the new economy. This is the social economy. That means you need other people more than you ever have. You should be looking to give back as much value as you possibly can. So always cultivate a personality. I'll give you right now a direct example, and you will agree with me 100% about personality and how important that is. Look at the best bodybuilder of all time the greatest physique of all time, in my opinion, and in opinion of many others, Arnold Schwarzenegger. That man has done so much. Look at the number one thing that he has over others. It's one of his competitive advantages, personality. Arnold is very funny. He's very likable. He has a lot of social intelligence. You've got these bodybuilders today that want to come over and do the same thing Arnold did. They want to get all huge and then go into the movies, yet they get nowhere. And then when you watch them in an interview, they're super dry, super boring. They seem to have no intelligence whatsoever, don't even know how to carry on a conversation. Zero personality. So many, way too many. And that's because they have not worked on their social skills, not gone out and done enough. They spent way too much time in the gyms without developing their personality. You've got to develop that personality. And key number seven, this one is of supreme importance. You need to have two solid models. You need to have a success model and a failure model. Most people just seriously have success as this random thing. You know, this not random thing, but this huge aspiration that they want to achieve. And any money that they get, they're happy to just get money and move in that direction. That's awesome. And they also have another vision of what they don't want. They don't want to be poor. They don't want to be broke. But they don't have a model. 
They don't have somebody that they're looking at and saying, wow, this person's doing big things. This person's coming up. I'm going to model myself and be like that person. The other model that you need to have is the failure model. You've got to have a failure model, someone that has done things wrong. You've got to be looking at things, maybe a business that has become defunct and look at it. Why did they become defunct? Were they horrible with their customer service? Did they break their integrity? Did they get an attack? You know, they had no defenses. Did they run completely out of money because they got stupid? They got sloppy. You've got to have a failure model. And this is important in all things. Fitness. If you want to be successful, you should pick one person, put your crosshairs on them, and that's your success model. Pick another person. It's a failure model. Somebody in your life, a cousin, a relative, somebody that eats horribly and you don't want to end up like that. So you watch the things they do and you say to yourself, whoa, this is bad. I don't want to end up like that. Or maybe even a person that was fit at one point and fell completely off. What caused them to do that? These are very, very intelligent failure models to go ahead and stick in the pocket. So you want to have your failure model and you want to have your success model. These are very important. And I wanted to keep this nice and tight for seven rules, but I want to throw one more little tidbit in there. Warren Buffett is very, very big on guarding reputation. You can see him on trial at one point defending his reputation. This is very important. And that just goes down to thinking about the things that you're posting. Think about the people that you're interacting with. They can taint your reputation. You don't want to be out there piping off at the mouth, saying dumb things when you're angry because this will damage your reputation. So that could be a definite runner-up rule. And now for my big takeaway, my favorite Warren Buffett quote. I love this quote. Ready? Here it is. Cash, though, is to a business as oxygen is to an individual. Never thought about when it is present. The only thing in mind when it is absent. When bills come due, only cash is legal tender. Don't leave home without it. That quote is extremely powerful, and I love it for so many different reasons. And my big takeaway pries into this quote a little bit because people do not value the correct things. Put it this way. I have Snapchat, over 100,000 Snapchat followers. And if I do a story where I talk about a book, I get some interaction. But if I do a story where I talk about a fresh pair of shoes or a car or something of that nature, I used to get a lot more interaction. I mean, we're talking 10 fold. If somebody shows you a Rolex, your eyes are going to glow. But if they show you a book, most people do not get that intrigued. And that's a problem. People are out here. They want success. They want money. They want power. You know, we should want these things. We should be after these things. And this quote also tells us that because money is your oxygen. Money is your defense. It's very important. We're not just talking about a business here. You know, Warren Buffett discusses this quote from a businessman's perspective, but it's important for everybody. Your, your parents probably spent their whole life working. They probably spent 40 to 60 hours per week working and also telling you that money is taboo. Money's not that important. We shouldn't be talking about or focusing on money because this is how the poor and middle class think. If you were raised by a rich parent, if you had wealthy parents, prosperous parents, they certainly didn't teach you like that. But most of the people that I'm out here talking to, remember we talk about resonating. I'm probably resonating with you right now. And that's how I view money. Money is your offense and your defense and your ability to build wealth, be prosperous, and give back in life, which is very important. You'll never feel truly fulfilled unless you give back. Warren Buffett is a testament to that because with his 70 plus billion dollars, he's very consistent about donating and proper causes. This is a guy who doesn't have to do anything. And I want to wrap this big takeaway up and close that quote off with its real meaning. Most people think money 
are things. Most people think if I get a lot of money, I could get this Ferrari, I could get this or that. When reality is having a lot of money gives you the power to say no, to stop doing the things that you don't want to do. Look at your past month. Was there a lot of things that money probably could have stopped? Money probably could have had you not doing those and maybe have you do something else that you want to be doing? Maybe building a skill? Maybe you're a passionate saxophone player. If you have enough money, you can play that saxophone. You don't have to go to work. You don't have to go to that annoying ass job and deal with that annoying ass boss. And I know all of us cannot chase our goals and be successful because not everybody's going to have a competitive edge. But I certainly believe that anyone that's made it this far in this podcast about Warren Buffett, listening to me, been following Success Convo and rolling with me, I know my crew is definitely going to get there and cultivate and build those skills. That's an important thing that I want you to realize. There's a reason why you're here. I do believe in fate to a point, and I know that this part of our destiny has brought us here together. And on that note, I want your feedback. Join us, Sleepless for Success Facebook group. If you're not already in there, it's free. There's a ton of great information. We're going to do investing classes, just digging in, digging in, live feeds, ton of great stuff in that closed group. So if you're not there, get in here, join us. And if you're not sharing Success Convo, you better do that because you've seen my flex. You know I'm going to whip that ass. On a serious note though, let's get this episode out here. Let's get Success Convo out here. We're growing, but we always want to grow faster and we always want more. That's why we're here. That's why we're in Success Convo together. Thanks for listening. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Warren Buffett is a very strong figure and mentor in my life. And I will catch you in the next one.